Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project, where purpose-driven leaders unite to change the game of life and business forever. Here are your hosts, Susan Hobson and Rob Kalvroski. Welcome to a bonus episode of Maintenance Disrupted. I'm Rob Kalvroski. On this episode, we welcome Dylan Day to the show to talk about leading as a mechanic. Dylan was a member of the Leadership Launchpad Project program in the fall of 2020. And since being a member of that program, Dylan has gone on to make appearances on Maintenance Disrupted. Shout out, go back to Frontline Engagement with Dylan Day. He's also made appearances on Upkeep's podcast, as well as some webinars hosted by Upkeep as part of the maintenance community. So a lot of people ask me this question around this Leadership Launchpad Project program, and they say, hey, I'm not a supervisor, I'm not a manager, so why would I need a leadership program, or can I benefit from this Leadership Launchpad Project program? And Dylan is a prime example of a person who's benefited and seen growth not only by coming out into the spotlight and being on these podcasts and being on these webinars, but he's also done some incredible work on the back end that you haven't seen that you may see coming up in the future with some of the things that he's got going on professionally on uh, on the personal front that haven't launched yet. So I think Dylan is a prime example of some of the benefits that you can get, not only crystallizing the value and the expertise that you bring to the world, but also really fine-tuning the direction that that you want to go next in your career. I'm super proud of Dylan. I'm incredibly proud of the work that Dylan's done both in the program and since the program finished up for him. And so it's, it's my pleasure to bring this interview to you. If you want to take part in the next Leadership Launchpad Project program, we're launching the next round in June of 2021. Signups close on June 11th. However, from now until May 21st, we're offering a $500 discount for the program. So definitely, you're going to want to get in on it. You can go to robsreliability.com slash leadership and check out the program there and sign up at the bottom so that's robsreliability.com slash leadership. And I guess I just wanted to leave you with this last thing is in the fall program, we had Brian Bieschke, who you heard from last week, who manages multiple sites and hundreds of people. And we have Dylan Day, who's a millwright, who is now launched into the spotlight in the maintenance community. So This program can fit your needs regardless of what position you have in your company. But really what it's here to help you do is crystallize the value that you're bringing to the world and the impact you want to have and then get you started on that journey. So with with that, go to robsreliability.com slash leadership. Sign up for the program before May 21st and you'll get a $500 discount, but signups close June 11th. I am looking forward to having you as part of that program, especially if you want to get the results that Dylan has gotten. So thanks for listening, and it's my pleasure to bring you this interview with Dylan Day.
We are back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. And as always, we have our leadership mindset coach and former Princeton Tiger, Susan Hobson. Susan, how are you? I'm great, Rob. Excellent as always. So excited to dig in today. We're always excited to get rolling and get digging. And we have a special guest today. We have one of I think one of the leaders in our maintenance community, we have Dylan Day with us. Dylan, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm glad to be here. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Dylan, for the audience, is down in Ecuador where I'm stuck in Edmonton. It's about minus 15 today. Susan, how's the weather out by you in Toronto? It's definitely a lot colder than Ecuador, I'll tell you that much. I can hear the wind outside and, and it's uh, it's pretty cold. <laughs> we're, at a, we're at a cool minus, minus like 18 or 19 today. So, no, I mean plus 18 or 19 today. I so I mean, say, You mean plus north. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're super jealous. Now, now, Dylan, before we get into the nuts and bolts about like your thoughts around leadership, do you want to just tell everyone like who is Dylan Day? Yeah, for sure. So for myself, uh, I kind of grew up in an industrial sort of family and around farming and trucking and that kind of thing. So I've been around equipment and heavy machinery since I was very young been holding a wrench since I was a kid. So through a roundabout way, I kind of did that all the way up until I got out of high school, did a couple years in the military, then worked on drilling rigs, and then uh, went to, went a completely different path on one of the recessions and decided to go into culinary arts, got my ticket as a chef, and then realized I didn't like that, and uh, ended up going back to school for electrical welding, and then I ended up back as a mechanic, which is what I said I would never be, but I guess when you come to it on your own terms, that's kind of what it is. So I'm an industrial mechanic. I mostly work on rotating equipment, uh, do lots of installations for like API. Um, so that's oil field rotating equipment, lots of compressors and turbines and pumps and that sort of thing. Everything from installation, startup commissioning to maintenance on the other end. And like currently I'm working for a maintenance contractor. So I'm kind of here, there and everywhere. Um, get to see a lot of places, get to, a lot of, get to do a lot of different things. And when I'm not doing that, I am traveling to travel places or trying to take a break because I end up burning myself out all the time. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, and I and I love that. And I just want like to, you to just kind of illustrate for everyone like the range of companies and sites you've been to. Like it's not just oil like drilling. It's like you have a wide swath of what you've been to. Yeah, so uh, about that, uh, I guess I kind of didn't really expand on that too much, but I've worked everywhere from the West Coast of BC to like the East Coast of Canada. Like I was on a fly-in, fly-out turbine crew for a little bit. Uh, I've been to places that you'll only see in books, most likely, and that's partially what I love about my love about my job. Uh, I was on this really cool hydropower project in BC called Kamano. It's a uh, just outside Kitimat, the only ways in is a is a boat or an airplane, and it's like a three hour boat ride one way. And uh, they built a dam underneath a mountain, which is pretty neat. Anyway, yeah, so that's uh yeah, I work in everything from uh, oil and gas to mining to forestry. I was in the renewable industry as a wind turbine tech. Like I've kind of other than nuclear and, 
and pharmaceuticals, uh, I've kind of seen a lot of the range of what things are. Um, yeah, mostly on the heavy industrial side, less on like the hospitals and the, and like the light commercial sort of thing. So Dylan, you know why we're here, the leadership launchpad, right? We got to start to dig into you as a leader. Tell the audience about yourself as a leader. What kind of leader are you? I am definitely the type of person that I am more people first above anything. I am the type of leader that likes to engage with everybody that's around me, likes to learn about the people that I'm involved with, wants to make an impact, help them make an impact. Essentially, I want to be the person that I never had when I was coming into industry. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of times you don't get the opportunities to have somebody kind of mentor you and give you some guidance. And uh, I'm definitely trying to kind of be that person when I can. And, uh, yeah, I like to do the mentoring and coaching and training side of things. Like, I really enjoy being able to help build somebody up and then kind of watch where they go because it's a really rewarding feeling when you know that you can make a good impact on somebody and make them and like help them achieve the goals that they want to do and like get to see that they're valuable as a person and not just as a, an asset or, a, or, you know, anything like that in a company. And they're not just a, they're not just a cost, they're a person. And we love that. That's Leadership 2.0. That's what we're all about here at the Leadership Launchpad Project, as you know. What I love about what you just said is that, like, was your pain that inspired your purpose-driven mission as a leader, right? It's like you obviously experienced the pain of being on the receiving end of leaders that weren't heart-centered or people-centered leaders. Tell us a little bit about that part of your experience in terms of where you saw some of those gaps occurring. Uh, I've definitely seen it a lot in industry. You have uh, a lot of people that come from the old school mentalities of this is just how things have always been done. Like more do it because I say to do it, not because this is the reason why, or, or like, you don't need to know the information. Like you just need to do your job. You, uh, a lot of the types of guys that it's like, well, do it my way or you can leave sort of thing. And like where, occasionally safety takes a takes a second or third to getting the goals of whatever they want to get done. And, you know, people that are set in their ways, like we've always done it this way and not willing to ever look at something from a different perspective or thinking that just because somebody doesn't have 30 years of experience under their belt, they don't have anything. Uh, they don't have anything to add to the, to the whole puzzle or anything constructive to add to what people are doing. The greenest guy can give you a piece of it, uh, can give you something that you've never seen before and change the whole way that you do things. And, you know, that's just kind of, that's just kind of what I've seen. It's uh, it's pretty prevalent. There's definitely some of the newer style leaderships out there. Like I've, I've had great leaders and I've had really bad leaders. Like, and that's just kind of the way that it falls sometimes. Usually the bad ones, I don't stick around for too long. And then the good ones, I, I stick around for a while. I love that. And and that's something that, you know, we've talked a lot about, Dylan, is, is some of those gaps. But what I want to dig into a little bit is like, when did you start seeing yourself as a leader? Uh, oh, man. So looking back now, I think I always have been, but it took me, to, it took me like a few weeks with you guys before I actually understood that. But I definitely, 
didn't see it, even though a lot of the signs were there, it just wasn't glaringly obvious to me at the time. And then it was working with yourself and Susan and everybody else in our, in our group that I started to realize that you don't, well, it's like what I've heard before, right? It like, and I think it's you that is, I think it's you, Rob, that said it, like leadership's not a title. Like being a leader is not a title. It doesn't matter what color your heart hat is or what position you're in. Like being a leader is like, you are somebody that takes personal accountability and like shows up and trying to be your best self and like engage the people that are around you. Yeah. And I mean, we had a similar experience, right? Like when Susan and I talked about it the first time she said to me something about like, do you feel like you're a leader? And I was like, no, no, I don't have any direct reports. So like, who am I? And it's like, it's a wild experience, right? Cause when you start seeing it and you look back, you start realizing like you, like I was a coach, I was a captain. I was like, I was running this podcast in the community and like doing all this stuff. And you're like, when you look back and that's like one of the tips I have for a lot of people is step out and start believing yourself as a leader because it changes how you show up and it changed how you show up. And so how do you want to, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Like how did that belief getting switched in your mind change what you've been doing recently? Ah, well, it's definitely, it's definitely had a bunch of ripple effects. That's for sure. Um, So pretty active in the maintenance community. Uh, If nobody here knows what that is, you should check it out. There'll be links all over LinkedIn. Like, yeah, Rob's always sharing stuff. I'm always sharing stuff. Uh, It's pretty great. But anyway, so I got heavily involved in that and I did a, I did a webinar recently. Um, just kind of on maintenance 101, like Millerite 101, kind of just trying to teach people some of the bare bones basics of like what maintenance is, what maintenance people do, some of the procedures behind it. Um, I'm working on some other stuff kind of behind the scenes and we'll see how that kind of turns out. But it's definitely, it's given me, and part of it, part of it too is like now I'm actually reaching out and engaging with people that I normally wouldn't have engaged with because I didn't feel like I was at the same in the same category as the peers that you might look up to. And what I've come to realize is we're all the same. It's just some of us might be more recognized than others, but we're all just the same people. Like, piece of advice: if you have questions for somebody, reach out to them. They'll probably talk to you. <laughs> Little known fact, right? Yeah, I think it's a big part of what inspired us to go on this mission, right, Rob? It's, it's like, can you imagine the ripple effect of just getting people to realize, I don't care if you're just a parent of children or a coach of the soccer team, right, or volunteering in the community or whatever it is that you're out there in the world doing professionally. It's like we're all leaders, right? Because leaders really are just people who want to, you know, really help other people grow and realize max potential. But what a ripple effect just by turning that switch on. You, you can see in both of your lanes, Rob, yourself included, right? It's like the activation led to such huge impact in terms of how you were actually stepping up your game in terms of being proactive and finding opportunities to lead. I think that's just such a, a powerful testimony for, for you to share, Dylan, with these people, right? It's just even switching that up internally and how that played out around you. Like we've seen it as your coaches, haven't we, Rob? Yeah. I like Dylan, you're you're the one that like I thought made a ton of growth really quickly. 
like we've talked to Garrett as well, and he's he's done incredible things at his workplace. And I've seen you just take these incredible strides forward in the community. And I think like it's just like obviously the paths are a little different, but the growth has been just incredible to watch. Well, I think that also comes down to like the, I think part, part of it too is though, it's like once you reach out and start connecting with people too, like the people that you surround yourself with are also the people that you like try to kind of, that you, that you kind of want to try to vibe with more. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're the people that you kind of like, you, you kind of take little bits and pieces from the people that are around you. And those are then like the people that you surround yourself with are the ones that can kind of like help where you're going to be too. Because if you surround yourself with people that are doing great things and that are great people, then that's going to help you make those moves too. Whereas if you're surrounded by, you know, a bunch of people that are just negative all the time and like not wanting to change or not wanting to advance or anything like you're, you're going to kind of take that mindset too, I think is a bit of it as well. That's why we created this community, right? Because it's oftentimes as a leadership coach myself, like one of the biggest roadblocks that I see for my leaders is the fact that they don't, they don't have locker rooms, right? Of like-minded people that they can actually come to on the daily to get that type of support, right? And that type of accountability or that type of inspiration or that type of whatever it is that they obviously need as fuel in their leadership gas tank. Yeah, that's something we've definitely seen as a blind spot, eh, Rob? Yeah, for me, I mean, that was definitely a thing as well. And I think like for me, I guess, Susan, I wanted to ask you this is like, I've heard this bounced around a lot online, and I'm not sure where it came from. But people are saying that leadership is a privilege. Mm -hmm. And when I've started to see that, I was like, no, like I very much believe that you can choose like yes it's a privilege in a sense that people follow you but i mean you can lead yourself and that it's not a privilege that's a choice and like where do you sit on that i always say it's my honor and my privilege to serve you i'm a service oriented leader and i think that's probably how i would interpret uh interpretate that quote is like if, if they're saying leadership is a privilege i 100 percent agree I feel that it is a privilege to get to impact other people's lives and journey and, and just to get to play a part in and accelerating their growth like that, that humbles me, you know, as, as a coach, it really does. So I think that's how I would interpret, interpretate the quote in terms of leadership of ourselves. I definitely think that that's a choice and that's a choice that we have to own. But I also think it is a privilege in the sense that like life gets so much better when you actually take responsibility for yourself and, and lead your life, right? In the ways that we talk about leading it in, in this locker room here. So that's my my interpretation of it. What do you think? I, <laughs> yeah, Dylan, what do I you think? There, think Dylan. I, th I think that what they're, where they're going with that partially is because that comes down to the whole Every, a lot of people think that leadership is a, like it's a hat you wear or it's a position that you hold. If you don't have subordinates, you're not a leader. And that's and like that's definitely the wrong way to look at it. But I think that's the way that a lot of people look like. I think that's the way that I would say a, a vast majority of people see it because and that's partially a fault from like the culture that came from that right like you're, you're not you're not a leader unless you're a lead or unless you're a foreman or unless you're a supervisor or unless you're in a position like a, an engineer or in a supervisory role but like when I told somebody like about um I was like oh I have a leadership call that I have to do later like for a leadership class and they're like oh they're like what do you want to be a supervisor and it's like that's actually not what it's about <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but you know, and that's just, and that just, that kind of popped into my head when you guys were saying that. So that's where I think maybe some of that comes from where they say it's a privilege is because they're not looking at it as personal leadership. They're looking at it as if you're a leader at work, then you must be in a position of responsibility. Or in a position of privilege. I can see that interpretation as well. It's like, because you're in a position that maybe has authority, then you have the privilege of calling the shots. I can see that, that frame as well, for sure. It's open to interpretation. Would we would we agree after this? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd like most things. everything's everything's open to interpretation. So that's Dylan go around. That's right. So Dylan, I wanted to ask you, like, given what you've learned in the course and what you've experienced over your career, like what are some of your top leadership tips? Ask questions. <laughs> I say this all the time. Excuse me. And it works in many different avenues. Ask questions all the time. Because like, even as a leader, ask questions. Because you need to know what's going on to make good choices. <clears throat> but also get to know the people that are around you. Like, learn what people like, who they are, not just what they do. Yeah, that's important. And um, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Put yourself out on the limb. Like, you know, take chances. Roll the dice. Like... You know, like you could fail, but like one of my favorite quotes is like fails first attempt in learning. And yeah, like just put yourself out there, take some leaps, take some bounds. Like the, the worst thing that can happen is you don't succeed. And like the best thing that could happen is like things you probably can't even dream of. I think you've taken that quote to heart. Uh, that's what I see. Yeah. Well, it's, it's true. I've been saying that for years though. Like it's, it's true. And I always try to look at that. It's, um, you know, it's, it's important. Cause like I make mistakes all the time and if I made a mistake and it didn't go well, and then like, I was just scared to do something different after that because it was like, or, you know, tried something new and it didn't work. And then it's like, well, I tried this, like, I know this works, but I tried this and it didn't work. So now I'm like, I shouldn't try anything new. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's feedback, not failure in this dressing room. Right guys. It's like, there's so much growth until even in the mistakes. So if we're looking at them, right, as failures and we're not actually gathering the intel that is in and around the mistake, that obviously isn't going to help us to grow. But they can be big teachers. I agree with you. Yeah. Learning how to gr- how to get it, make it better, we said in the dressing room. Learning how to make it better versus always needing to get it right. We're trying to really mobilize people right now so that they can step up into their leadership, you know, shoes and help us change the way that this game of of life and business is being played forever. If there are people out there, Dylan, that maybe, you know, were where you were at when we first connected, not seeing themselves as leaders, you know, uh, not stepping into those shoes. What's your advice for them? Well, reach out, right? Like try to, try to, that's actually a really tough question. Like, <laughs> cause I'm trying to, cause like I'm thinking about it and I have, a, I have a whole bunch of things. It's like, you know, reach out, ask questions again. Like it's try to try to see yourself in the shoes of the people that you're around and the people that you're interacting with. Like take, take, take note of the people around you that are good leaders and like, look at what they do and like, try to kind of emulate that listen to listen to podcasts, like read books, like, you know, try to figure out who you are, 
like not just what everybody wants you to be, but who you are as yourself, because that's how you're going to like, that's how you're going to bring your biggest leadership game is like, if you're, if you're not authentic to yourself, like you're not going to make impacts and you're not going to be that person for other people because you're too busy trying to like face behind a mask. And I know some people that are going through that right now. And it's like trying to be like, Hey, like, just try to like figure out who you are. Not, not what, not everybody else around you, who you are, what makes you happy. And it's like, that's hard for a lot of people, especially if you've been doing something for a long time and you're just, you're so focused on such like a singular point or a singular goal that like all you're doing is just trying to get to that one spot. And then once you're there, you're like, what, what now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's definitely, and like, you know, leadership launchpad project, pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Dylan. Yeah, we, we love that. And, and Dylan, I mean, something that, you know, we talked about, but, and, and you sort of touched on it a little bit when you mentioned that, you know, people were asking you about like going on a leadership call and where you were trying to progress. But it's like, I had a few people that when I was talking to them about the Leadership Launchpad Project, and they said to me, like, I'm just an individual contributor or I'm just a consultant that just runs a one person company. Like, why would I need this? Like, how did you answer that question? Because like, you're not a supervisor, you're an individual contributor. Like how, why did you sign up? Um, There's a, there's a few reasons. One, I've been listening to like, I've been listening to you for a long time. So when you put something out, it's definitely something worthwhile to take a peek at because you're always doing big things and like pretty great things in the community. So, I mean, that was definitely, that's what got me interested. And then what like kept me there was like when I started reading through what, like what you were talking about and listening, like, you know, listening to the talk that you did kind of about yourself and why leadership was super important. And it's like, I've been there. I've been suicidal due to work. Like I've had, I have mental health issues. Like, and I think, I think a lot of people do. And it's, you know, it's seeing how you presented yourself and being like, well, that's definitely somebody that you can learn some stuff from because being able to be vulnerable in front of a whole bunch of strangers is definitely a lot harder than being vulnerable in front of friends. Like, or maybe it's not, I guess it depends on the person. I know for me, it's definitely a lot harder to put myself out there in front of a bunch of people that I don't know, but that's definitely kind of what got me in there. And then it's also like, you know, you, you might not be in charge of people and you might not be in a, in a supervisory role, but you're impacting people all the time, every day. Even if you're a consultant, like you are your brand. And if you're not impacting people in the right ways, like that reflects on you. Like, you know, an attitude comes down to a lot of it and like how you carry and conduct yourself and how you, how you just interact with people around you as a whole. Like it, there's nothing but benefit that can come to, taking personal leadership to heart and like trying to bring that into your workplace because the people around you are going to notice it. And like, whether you're a part of a team or whether you're like a sole person working on one process and a plant, like everybody's going to notice if you change the way that you interact with everybody. And I mean, in some cases, that's probably a really good thing. (laughs) I love that answer. Love it. Dylan, for those of those people out there who are interested to learn more about you, tell us where they can find you. Uh, I can usually be found bumbling around the maintenance community on Slack. Uh, I'm definitely really available on LinkedIn. Everybody, uh, well, just my name. It's pretty, 
pretty easy to find. I don't think there's very many of us. And uh, yeah, I'm usually open to talking to people. Also, there's upkeep.org backslash connect. Um, I'm one of the maintenance consultants for upkeep. So you can reach out to them. And uh, if you're interested in any of that sort of, and that side of things. Um, yeah, other than that, Slack or LinkedIn is usually the, the best place to reach me. And why would they want to connect? What do we have to look forward to with Mr. Dylan in 2021? Uh, there's a few things. Uh, there's probably going to be a podcast coming out sometime soon um, with another person out of our cohort. And uh, definitely looking at some other things, uh, kind of passively working on a course that I might be going to put out for, uh, well, that I'm going to put out eventually for like the Millerite side of things. Um, other than that, I don't know. Um, kind of just playing it by year. Um, as it stands right now, I'm, uh, I'm on vacation for the next little bit. And then when I get back, I'm going to kind of try to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, definitely looking into opportunities as they come and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, based on your growth trajectory and the leadership launchpad project, we know it's going to be continue to be exponential in 2021. So we, we sure look forward to seeing all that play out, don't we, Rob? That's right. And and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the podcast. I know that. I know I've, <laughs> I've got a little inside take on what it is. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah. And yeah, so for anyone who wants to connect with, with us, with the Leadership Launchpad Project podcast, definitely go to elitehighperformance.com slash leadership. You can sign up for our newsletter there. And then also you can sign up for the next time that we're going to be hosting the Leadership Launchpad Project program. You can also follow the Leadership Launchpad Project on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe to the Leadership Launchpad Project podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Tell all your friends about it. We would really appreciate that. Dylan, you know, obviously really, I'm, I, you know, it was, it was incredible for me to see your growth through this progress. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where you go in 2021. And I'm happy you joined us today. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. And Susan, thanks for joining us again. It's my honor and my privilege to serve. You know that. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week. See you guys.